Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Stick a Fork in It. We're really excited to have uh, the second guest that can pick me up and choke slam me through a table whenever he wants. Uh, with us today is Big E. How you doing, Big E? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is actually a special edition, guys. It's um, a WWE superstar. Let's get that right. Ah, uh, yes. Well, I appreciate it. Come on that. now. He's got like a title. We're really sensitive sometimes about our titles. So he's the WWE superstar who kind of shocked us all. I don't know where you guys were, but I was comfortably sitting at home when my social blew up. I started getting pictures, texts to me when we had um, WWE right here in Tampa Bay live for the very first time with COVID. And tell us what was going on, Big E, why I was getting all these pictures, memos, all this stuff. You made a really exciting choice to kind of feature our brand. Yeah. So um, it felt important for me uh, to do something. For one, uh, I'm born and raised in Tampa, been here since 1986. I left for college, uh, went to Iowa. But besides that, I spent all my time in this community. This is my community. And to finally have WrestleMania in town, uh, you know, I, I grew up in Carrollwood, then moved to New Tampa. I lived in South Tampa. I live in Lando Lakes right now. So I feel uh, so much of my journey and my path as an athlete, as a man, has been tied to this city, to my city. So I kept thinking, um, I talked with Jonathan Davenport, who is incredible. Uh, he's an artist who has designed the New Day gear since 2015, and he's also local. He's a, a Tampa resident as well. And uh, we talked, and for a while, we just kind of kept thinking, like, what, what would be the best way to pay homage to, to our city? And I feel like this last year or so there's been more of a focus for me on doing things to to give back or to help educate people because i feel very blessed with the platform i have and i just very much believe in your cause and the work that you guys are doing and i also learned a lot more about food insecurity i watched uh, there's a cbs sunday morning piece it was about uh feeding america i think last year and i didn't really understand how much the pandemic had taken a toll on families' ability to, you know, have make sure their kids, you know, so many kids uh, weren't getting the, the meals they regularly get from school. So I was learning more about food insecurity and learning more about the toll the pandemic took on families. And it just felt like the right thing to do to help, hopefully just to bring some more awareness to feeding Tampa Bay, um, to the great work that you guys do. It felt like the best way um to to showcase my love for for my city and for our area and these uh the people who who utilize your services these are our neighbors these are these are fellow tampanians so it, it meant a lot to me just to just to be able to put your logo on my gear and hopefully put some some more uh some more shine on the work that you guys do yeah thank you so much for doing that it was awesome to see we uh had a debate in my house about whether it was a uh, singlet, a uh, uniform. Uh, so you go with gear, is that right? Well, gear encompasses everything. Uh, the singlet is just the the body hugging unitard. That's the singlet, but the jacket as well. So the jacket plus the singlet and the boots that all falls under what we call wrestling gear. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Well, so the gear, I'll, I'll say, I was floored. That was um, it was a very meaningful week. I have to say, um, you know. I don't think there's anyone that doesn't know what WWE is, but I did 
it was my first experience with the impact that you guys make when you come into a community. You know, uh, a lot of athletes come out of Tampa Bay that are involved with the WWE, right? Right. And uh, it was the first time that I experienced one-on-one with events during the week, um, meeting the handful of athletes that have come out um, and the superstars that have come out of Tampa Bay. And then just to have that when you stepped out, surprising everyone. Because even, I don't think, I think you and your designer who designed your gear are the only ones that knew before that came out. Because even um, your team at WWE, I was texting them because we've been working with them all week. And she's like, I'm like, did you know? And she's like, did you know? Like, we were all like, who knew about this? That was so fun. So for the whole experience, thank you. But I want to get back to where you're from here. Yeah. And and uh, that journey in your family and being from here, you know, we're all about food at Feeding Tampa Bay, obviously. And there's some things like on this show that are just really important to us. And um, that's one thing we all have in common, no matter where you're from, really. So if, if you just on the spot could think about your absolute favorite meal, you've been all over the world with mm-hmm. WWE over the years. You've been everywhere. Favorite meal right off the top of your head? Uh, I'd have to say sushi in Tokyo. Um, It's just a lot of times I don't even have rolls when I'm over there. And uh, the the fish is so incredibly clean. It's uh, it's juicy. Uh, It's it's incredible. So if you love sushi at some point in your life, if you ever get a chance to go to Tokyo, you you have to try it. Just melt in your mouth. Just delicious. Exactly. Wow. Well, when the when it opens back up and we can all travel, that would be a goal for many to have. Yeah, of course, of course. So, so I don't want to leave the the conversation about your gear before we give you some credit for what you did with it afterwards, because I think that's you know not only were you giving us love and sharing your brand and and the name recognition and um, you know putting us in front of millions of fans all around the world, but that's not where the impact of, of wearing our logo ended. You want to tell us a little bit about what you did after? Yeah. So for me, um, I just decided to auction the gear as well. Uh, there are a lot of people who like holding on to the wrestling gear. I'm very much, if it doesn't have a purpose, I'm a bit of a minimalist in ways. So if it doesn't have a purpose and with Where's WrestleMania. Background? Yeah. Yes. This, this is evidence. My very <laughs> bare wall is evidence of my, it's true. It's real. Um, so for me, I knew with WrestleMania, typically, uh, we like having one and done gear. It makes it feel more special. So you, you wear that gear for WrestleMania. It's the only time you ever put that gear on. And then it goes, usually for most people, it goes on a wall, it goes in a box, whatever. So for me, I knew I wasn't going to wear it again. So I, I thought, you know, Hey, let's, uh, let's auction this off. And I had done that before for past stuff. Um, there's a, um, a really good friend of mine, uh, was a wrestler named, Brody Lee. Um, he also worked as Luke Harper and uh, lived in Tampa as well. He moved here a few years ago, but he passed away uh, just really sadly and unfortunately uh, December 26th of last year. So for Royal Rumble, we decided to wear gear in tribute of him, all three of us with the New Day, and we auctioned that off for, he's from Rochester, and he always spoke about Rochester, New York, and his love for that community. So we auctioned that gear off for Food Link New York, and they do very similar work in Ro- in the Rochester area. So uh, this th- isn't really new to me. Um, it's kind of something I've been doing more uh, lately, 
but it felt like the, the best thing to do, and it was a no-brainer, is to auction off the WrestleMania gear for Feeding Tampa Bay. And uh, we were able to send a few thousand dollars uh, to you guys, and, and hopefully more than that, hopefully it encouraged others too, whether you live in Tampa or wanted to give to this community, or you know, there's so many branches around the country um, with Feeding America and the work they do. So hopefully, um, my thought too is a lot of people don't necessarily have $1,500, $2,000 they can spend on a wrestling singlet, but um, you know, for a lot of people, you can find $10, $15, $20 dollars to give to Feeding Tampa Bay and other organizations um, like yours that do great work. Yeah, thank you so much for that because we, you know, you're absolutely right. We can make that go a long way and, yeah. and feed neighbors and, and make a big difference. And so it's so important to have somebody with your profile and, and your impact to kind of legitimize our brand in some ways and say uh, that you're right alongside shoulder to shoulder with us. It was just awesome to see. We really appreciate it. Well, it was my pleasure. And I think for me too, one of the things that I've learned and really embraced as, as I get older is no one makes it without help. And there are people who have blessed me. And now that I'm in this position, I want to be in a position where hopefully I can bless others. And whether that's through directly giving or being uh, an example that you know, parents would be proud to look up to, I, I take that responsibility seriously. And, you know, with, with entertainment, with our business, that window can close at any moment. You know, in a few years from now, you know, the, the, the cycle moves on quickly. And there will be a time where, you know, people don't really know my name as much. Um, so I want to make sure that I use this time with this platform, this opportunity where I'm in front of millions of people on television. I want to use that responsibly. And I hope to encourage others to do the same because uh, it's it's a bit, of, you know, it's a responsibility as well. Like you're, you're given a lot. And sure, we work hard for it. And sure, we're paid. But uh, we also we need we need to give back as well, and I think that's a big part of of uh, this platform and this opportunity. And uh, I can think of a of a better organization to do that for. Well, and I want our listeners to understand as well your effort. Not only did so many people uh, see our brand and our logo out there and uh, bid, but it represented sixteen thousand meals out into the community that will feeding Tampa Bay will distribute. So. Just to think of that with your, you know, three meals a day as a, as a person, three healthy meals, and we're going to be doing 16,000 meals out into the Tampa Bay area because of your effort. So we do thank you so very much and uh, for just another hometown hero standing with us. So it's a, it's a big deal for all of us always. Of course. Yeah. My yeah. pleasure. Shannon touched on this earlier, but, you know, to me, when you talked about this being not the first time and not the only thing that you have contributed to, um, I, I just love hearing that. I love knowing the, the things that drive your passion um, in terms of giving back. And I know there's something else out there that we wanted to give you a chance to talk a little bit about. Uh, it's called Our Heroes Rock, and I'd love to hear it from your side. Yeah, man, this is something I'm extremely excited about. Again, uh, I'm working with Jonathan Davenport, who, who designed uh, our gear, uh, and also my, my good friend, Andreas Hale. And the three of us, essentially, we started a Kickstarter for a short film. And it's uh, essentially the, the Kickstarter already wrapped up, so we're working on the film now. Um, but we wanted to use science fiction, animation, and hip-hop to tell the story of Ruby Bridges. And for people who don't know who Ruby Bridges is, is in 1960, she was a six-year-old black girl who integrated an all-white school for the first time in New Orleans. 
and there's a, a Norman Rockwell painting about her. Her story is just incredibly moving. Um, and it's, it's also painful because you had just droves of people who showed up to heckle her. And, and when you see her and you see how adorable she is and so innocent, and you realize all the hate and vitriol she had to encounter simply for, for going to school. And she didn't really know what laid a, a, ahead of her. So uh, I, we, we, it was just a, a really moving story that we wanted to tell and to tell it in a fun and engaging way. And I think too, one of the things really encouraging is she had one teacher, one white woman named Barbara Henry, who said, I'm going to teach this child. So it was her and Ruby in a classroom together for a year. And they dealt with all the hate and uh, just all the horrible things. And they stood up and they did something beautiful, something we remember all these years later. And I think it's also telling that, man, Ruby Bridges is, is younger than both of my parents. We think of, oftentimes we think of a lot of these problems and these issues as many moons ago and these things have, but no, this, this woman, she's 66, you know, she's, she's yeah. still with us. And uh, we think it's an incredibly moving story. We want to tell more of these stories. So we were kind of thinking this as uh, it's going to stand alone as a short film for sure, but we also hope to be able to tell more of these stories. And in many, and in many ways, it's, it's kind of the, uh, the spiritual successor of Schoolhouse Rock. That, that's what we're going for, you know, because there's so many, uh, I love that I meet people who are in their 50s or people who are in their 20s, but have heard these jingles and they are familiar with what uh, a bill is or a law is because of Schoolhouse Rock. And that's the beautiful part of music. And I think hip hop is such a big part of our culture and our language that we can use that. And, and, and my hope is, um, I kind of think of the analogy I've been using time and time again, is it's like when you were a kid and your parents had applesauce and they had your medicine or your vitamins and they crushed it up and they put in the applesauce and they mixed it in and you just have this delicious applesauce without even really knowing that you're getting the nutrients that you need. And that's what we hope this is. We want you to show up and, and see this incredible 3D animation and uh, hear the music and be entertained, but you have this jingle. And now you're familiar with this story about this really powerful black hero. And these are stories that I think need to be told now and to be told again so that we remember their importance. Um, because I think so much of our history, black history is American history. It's so ingrained in our culture and we don't need to just put it aside in February and, and teach MLK and, and Rosa Parks. Those are incredibly powerful stories, but there's so much more to our story as well. So we want to keep telling these stories. And it's been something that's been incredibly exciting for us. Um, we really feel like we're bringing the best elements. We have Rhapsody on board. If you don't know, she's a two-time Grammy nominee. She's incredible. Um, and someone who really understands this work and has been doing a lot of it herself. Uh, we have Eric, the architect, who's in one of the best producers in all of hip hop. And we just have an incredible studio and, and uh, something's awry we're using for our 3D animation. So we're really just bringing the, the best elements together. We're working on this film now, hoping to tell more of these stories, but it's something that really uh, has been more important for me um, to help facilitate, whether it's telling more of these stories or educating people. Um, if I can do my part, uh, it, it's really fulfilling. So um, that's that's been my baby. That's been the thing we've been working on for months now, and uh, we're excited. So thank you for for letting me for letting me uh, talk uh, very passionately about that for a few minutes. Of, of, oh, course, of course. Do we have a timeline when we know, when you guys are going to premiere it? Do you do you know coming soon when when can we so, see? 
so we, we gave ourselves to the end of the year um, just to make sure that we have enough time because we don't want to rush this. But in the same vein, we want to get this out there as soon as possible. Our hope is we've kind of played around with the idea uh, by the end of the summer is our hope, but um, we don't really have anything nailed down yet. So we want to, we're, we're working on the music right now. The music is really the foundation. Um, so we have, we have a, you know, Eric sent over like 30 different beats and we're going to get with Rhapsody on, uh, on working on that stuff. So. Yeah. That's really exciting. I have uh, I have three boys, and I'm telling you, if you can put it to music, kids will remember it. You know, there is just something special about the way a tune will dig into your brain and stay there. And I mean, I know all of us can sing songs from our childhood, or especially our teen and college years. You know, there's whatever that spring break song was, your sophomore year. You know that right now. You could probably start singing. Cisco or whoever it was, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, you, the, I'm really excited to see this project because there's just so yeah. many ways in which it's, it's great for my kids, but for anybody to, to learn these stories. Do you have some uh, kind of next targeted stories that you want to tell after Ruby? Uh, well, well, man, there are just so many. When you look at uh, Ida B. Wells and James Farmer, I'm actually uh, this all kind of started because of gear. It's funny how, how you know, I, that's what I've really come to love is that we can use our wrestling gear to tell stories. So I got with Jonathan Davenport. And this, honestly, for me, this was after uh, George Floyd's murder, as I just felt like this, this weight and this feeling of hopelessness. But I said, you know what? Uh, I might not be able to change a whole system by myself, but I can do something. So uh, I got, with, again, Jonathan Davenport. Uh, and we decided to just put, uh, as many of these figures as possible on our gear. So we ended up with like 17 different and there's so many more stories beyond that. But um, so yeah, they're, they're just a, a real list. Right now we wanna make sure that we, we pour our heart and soul into to Ruby's story. So um, that, that's kind of our focus right now, but you know, soon when, when we're done with that and we, we move on, we'll definitely get together and, and think of a, a list of, of people that we would like to feature. But yeah, it's uh, it's been extremely exciting, and and in a way, it's there's there are elements that are kind of scary because you know I'm I'm new to filmmaking. I've done this before, but uh, one of the things I've also learned during this pandemic, it's been a lot of I think it's been hard for a lot of people, but the pandemic has also been a blessing in disguise in some ways, and that has really forced me to like look inside and uh, work on myself, and uh, that's been a big focus too. And I think one of the things that I learned is that oftentimes the things that scare you or that are out of your box or your comfort zone, oftentimes those are the things to, to grasp onto because change and growth doesn't really happen when you stay in that comfortable bubble. And that's very, I like my bubble. I like my, you know what, I'm, I'm very, I'm one of those people. I just like things. I like my routine. I like week to week, but uh, this project, everything about it just feels right. And uh, I really believe in the mission. I believe in everyone attached to it. So uh, I can't tell you how excited I am to, to make this. The Humana Foundation and Feeding Tampa Bay work together to address food insecurity. Our goals are to strategically bring about healthy outcomes and create meaningful, sustainable change for our neighbors throughout the 10 county region that we serve. You'll find out more this spring. One hint, Food RX. Learn more about it at feedingtampabay.org slash programs. So back to your day job. Uh, <laughs> yes. Tell us a little bit about what's coming next. I know you guys were tag team champions for forever. Um, what's what's going on in that world? 
Well, right now, uh, Kofi and Woods, uh, unfortunately, last year we were split on different shows. The New Day is still together, but they're on Raw. I'm on SmackDown right now uh, due to some uh, underheaded, uh, dastardly deeds at WrestleMania. I just lost my Intercontinental Championship, but I have another title match uh, this week on SmackDown. So hoping to get that bad boy back very, very soon. But right now, you know, for me, it's, uh, you know, I had been with Kofi and Woods on a weekly basis. For, for years, we were together. We started in 2014, and it wasn't until wow. 2020 that we were kind of split apart. So uh, it's still finding my footing, being alone, and uh, just continuing to, to, to just grow, to get better, with whether it's promos or in the ring. So right now, it's just kind of me stepping out on my own and, and showing that, yeah, I, I can do this on my own. What was that feeling of being in a live situation finally again I know you know I've talked to kind of the management team but this is the first time I've been able to talk to one of the athletes what was that like so I you know for me I have been doing this I've been with the company now since 2009 um, which you know so much of my journey comes back to Tampa because I was in Iowa at the time and when I got signed in 2009 but I learned that FCW was on Dale Mabry in Tampa. So it just felt like, it felt like, yeah, this is a, I didn't know anything about wrestling okay. or like, yeah, this is, it felt like, oh, of course developmental would be in my hometown. I could live with my folks if I get fired in three months because I don't know what I'm doing. I have a safety net. Uh, so uh, yeah, Tampa is just a big part of my journey. But anyways, um, I've been doing this for quite some time, but I had originally been scheduled just to be there Sunday. And then last minute they decided, hey, let's get everyone out there for the first day of WrestleMania on Saturday. Everyone out there on the stage. And, you know, I'd kind of been going through my, my normal routine. But the moment we came out of Gorilla Positions, what we call it right before you come out of the curtain, the moment we came out of Gorilla and stood on stage, it was me, Kofi, and Woods. We were all kind of clustered together. The energy from those fans uh, it was a surge of adrenaline that I hadn't felt in a long time. And you remember, really, as much as we've, we've done our best with the Thunderdome and having fans there virtually, there's nothing like that fan feedback. There's nothing like just the energy they give you. Uh, I wish I could bottle that and give it to, to anyone who wanted it. Um, but it was incredible. I had this, and I'm getting chills just thinking about it because having fans there... Um, being able to to look across and look them in the eye and just walk around and say, thank you for being here because it can sound cliche. It can sound corny, but honestly, the fans, they, they make it, they make wrestling magical. They make it special that there's nothing like it. When you look at all the great runs, when you look at Kofi Mania, when he won his world title a couple of years ago, it was really the fans that buoyed him. Same thing with Daniel Bryan. It was the fans that said, this is our guy and we're going to shout at the top of our lungs. It was the same thing for, for Becky Lynch when she was on her incredible run. It was really, it's the fans that tell you this is something special and uh, there's nothing like that. So uh, it was it was really special to be in front of fans again. And we hope that uh, it, it's safe soon for us to have fans in buildings and in arenas on a weekly basis because we, we miss you guys. Um, but uh, you know, in the meantime, if we have to have uh, this era of, of no fans, Man, we were in Orlando, then we went to the Trop, and now... Hey, is this uh, thing working? Sir. Hey, sir, is I was, this thing working? I, I, I'm, I'm sitting here 
trying to speak and you just want to, you come in, you couldn't have any sleeves. Hey, you have to come man. in sleeveless. You couldn't put on a, a sleeve shirt. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I, I just came working out real quick, as you could tell. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just, I heard you was coming. You heard you was on the show, man. I just wanted to, you know, say, hey, you know, you live right down the street from me, and I don't never see you. Right, right, right. You got a phone too. You could just, you know, you could call me. You could FaceTime. I, I know, but I feel like the 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 thing you did with your WrestleMania gear with with a with the with feet in Tampa Bay and representing the hometown, I felt like I I just needed to reach out, you know, to, in a way in which. I wouldn't normally reach out. I respect it. Well, thank you, Thad. I do appreciate it. Thank you very much. So now Shannon and Evan and I are getting a, a tiny taste of what it might be like to be on a WWE show where you have somebody not scheduled to compete jumping right in and taking <laughs> over the microphone. Yep. So we have, uh, we have a special guest joining us drinking... Whatever that was. Just some, you know, acids, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it looks uh, like battery acid, but ladies and gentlemen, we have Titus uh, O'Neill on with us, surprising yeah. us, drop it, dropping in, giving uh, Biggie some hassle right now. Yeah, I also want to give Biggie some props, though. Yeah. You know, uh, obviously, we, we at WWE do a lot for a lot of people to put smiles on people's faces. And having the opportunity that we had this year being in front of fans for the first time in well over a year in both of our hometown uh, and him, you know, obviously stepping to the forefront to help Speeding Tampa Bay, an organization that I'm partnering with as well. Uh, we just gave them $50,000 to continue the Fresh Force program that we started over at Sly. And I heard you don't, well, I know you, you, uh, you auctioned off your gear, which uh, raised enough money to, uh, to get 16,000 meals. Am I right? Or somewhere around there? Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, you know, I, I can't just bust up in here and not, you know, and, and not, and, and not, not one, congratulate you, but then, you know, I'm the WWE Global Ambassador. It would, it would be silly of me to, to, to be a part of this thing and to bust up in here and not give something. So I'm going to match and exceed and so that we can raise the bar not to show up what Biggie has done, but to join in partnership with what he's done so that we can feed some more people. So uh, you have 16,000, so I'll just double that. Let's just round it up to like uh, 50,000 meals wow. that we can serve collectively between me and Biggie. Uh, I'll make sure that my Bullet Family Foundation will write, a, will write our, our portion. And uh, and Biggie, I, you you know how I feel about you in regards to just as a human being, a man, a talent, and uh, and thank you so much for for doing this for feeding Tampa Bay without them even knowing that you were going to do it. From what I heard, no, yeah. no idea. <laughs> well, no, I appreciate it, man. And wow. uh, I, and this isn't meant to just you know be a, a, a pat ourselves on the back session, but Dad does a lot of great work. Obviously, incredible work in the community and has for a long time. So. Uh, you know, let, you talk about a shining example of someone who uh, we could all pattern ourselves more like. So uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it, man. And uh, thanks for being an inspiration. Thank you for all you do. So thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you for the, for the gesture, man. That's what it's about. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Well, Piggy, right. I know we have you here till 2.30 and you have to uh, move on to other work. Um, but we well, want to thank you, you for everything. What? What, what, do you got, what you got to do, Piggy? <laughs> 
Look, you you want to use this platform to talk about my personal business, you know, my ins and outs. Don't worry about all that. Don't worry about all that. But is it <laughs> is it for our heroes rock? I do have to have actually I do have to do some work about that. We we talked about that. Actually, as you were busting in, I think uh was when we were talking about that project. Oh, okay, okay. So if y'all already talked about it, you can hang out with us for another 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna let you go on on and go now. You know, I'm gonna let you go on on and go. You make too much. You hey, I'll tell you this: you make too much money to have that playing background at your house. <laughs> Look, I already did, I already talked about that too. About that, yes. I like my minimalism. I like it clean. I like it bare. So a lot of judgment coming from you, sir. No, it's judgment. not judgment, Biggie. It's just you know, I, I like. I, I know you're a cultural guy. You've been around the world. I know you accumulated some things. I just like to see some of them at your house. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll put something on the wall just for you, then. Just Thank for you. you. <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Biggie, we really appreciate your time uh, for, for what you've done for Feeding Tampa Bay and obviously even more important for the neighbors that you grew up around who, uh, who yep. need our assistance. Um, it's great to talk with you, and I can't wait to see what's next. My yep. pleasure. And Thank we you need guys. to have you over for a tour sometime, friends. So anytime, come by the warehouse. Excellent. I appreciate it. Thank you guys okay. again. Thank right, you. Bye. Florida Blue's mission is to help people and communities achieve better health. In partnership with Feeding Tampa Bay, their collective goal is a hunger-free Tampa Bay by 2025. How will we do that? By ensuring that all our neighbors have access to fresh, nutritious food that is essential to a healthy and capable lifestyle. We invite you to join the movement. Visit hungerfree2025.com. Okay, Thad. That was a huge surprise, friend. All right. Well, always, I couldn't just, always up to something. I couldn't just bust up in here and not do something, you know. Well, Can't get outshined by Big E. I mean, it's, his name Big E. <laughs> right? So, Dad, how's little Ali? He's awesome. He's actually, like, sleeping right now. He's in, oh, the, in, the, in the bed sleeping. You joined the Cool Kids Club. He got a French Bulldog, y'all. Oh, nice. So, he's so cute. He's so cute. So, um, thank you for joining us today. We couldn't imagine not having um, someone from the WWE on without inviting you. So we wanted to talk to you about, we just had this epic week where WWE came into town and you really hosted them as our mm -hmm. kind of hometown hero, which you've been for quite some time. How did that partnership come together with Feeding Tampa Bay? Can you kind of let those listeners know and kind of walk us through what that week was all about? Yeah, well, we have a, a partnership with an organization that's part of the Feeding America Network. And with Feeding Tampa Bay being a, a partner as well, and one of our things that we wanted to do with WWE is similar to what was done with the NFL, have some type of legacy left in the city that we go to with our largest event. And uh, knowing that I have worked with um, um, with Feeding Tampa Bay over the last year and a half uh, closely to try to help get this fresh force uh, going over at Sly, uh, it just made sense. Uh, for us to try to not not try to go out and find a new partner or somebody else to donate money to, but actually we know where the money's going. We know if we can make it directly to a certain aspect of feeding Tampa Bay, and we know that those kids or those students that are in that Fresh Force program will have their lives changed forever for being a part of the Fresh Force uh, initiative. And so, uh, speaking with the whole uh, CSR team. Um, and for weeks at a time, trying to narrow down, figure out, you know, 
who we were gonna one name as community champions and 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 do that champions caravan, but also two who we wanted to do as some standalones and obviously feeding Tampa Bay, uh, and along with the community garden initiative that we were doing uh, at the school, just made perfect sense since they both would be on the same campus essentially and uh, give us a chance to kind of uh, in a very COVID limited space. Uh, give us a chance to highlight one of our partners and also highlight one of our uh, one of our partners that's also within one of our national partners within the Beating American Network. Yeah, it was really an, an awesome week to see. Number one, just how how many people love you and the work that you do, and the way that you represented our city. Uh, mm-hmm. That was really cool, and how the WWE really let you be a host, right? Mm-hmm. Let that you welcome people in to this awesome town that we live in. But also, like you said, all the good that you guys left behind when WrestleMania moved on to the next city. So uh, the the contribution to Fresh Force is going to create a huge impact. That will change the lives of 10 families. Mm -hmm. There will be 10 students that will go through our job training program, and they will come out with industry credentials, they'll come out with great training, they'll come out having been through some social services assistance and the best chef, the best chef trainer that you could ever yeah. find, Chef Rick. Rick. Yeah. Chef Rick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's important also to note that it's not just your support of the program, but every step of the way, you know, from the very beginning when we first had the idea of creating a training kitchen at Sly Middle School, you were personally involved. You know, you right. We're picking out flooring and buying TVs and mm-hmm. setting things up, and that doesn't go over there. It's got to go over here. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was just. I think it speaks to a depth of commitment that is not often seen from celebrities who get involved in programs in the community. And I just have to give you props for that. Oh, thank you. No, I just it's it's not. You guys do a lot of the heavy lifting, but you can't do any lifting without any equipment. And so my goal was to make sure that you had the equipment in the weight room. So that when people come in there to go to work and get better, they can do that. And so our weight room just so happens to be a culinary space that we can help change, transform lives for, uh, and break generational curses of people that have been living in poverty and give them a career and give them an opportunity. Uh, much like I was given an opportunity by going to the Florida Share at the Boys Ranch and being a part of the Boys and Girls Club, uh, of opening my eyes to a whole new world. And these, these uh, families that we're serving consistently uh, through the Fresh Force program, we'll be able to do that for their families, and hopefully their families' families will be able to to uh, prosper off of it too. So I have a few <coughs> questions. We just had Biggie on, and you know we we were very fortunate because we had the whole team in here. And even though um, the wrestling event left Tampa, you know we have this program called Meltwater. It is still resonating through all of their media. They keep mentioning WrestleMania 37, being in Tampa Bay. Uh, working with Feeding Tampa Bay. I mean, we've been on the, our, our brand has been mentioned on The Motley Fool, um, MSNBC. Uh, Stephanie McMahon keeps referring back to Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. primarily because it was your first time back in public, which I know is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, even heavy rains didn't stop it because I know storms, it hadn't rained in weeks and all of a sudden mm-hmm. we had storms and we y'all still kept going and it was phenomenal. Um, so I, you're a brand, you're an ambassador, you're a WWE ambassador, global ambassador, global Global ambassador. (laughs) Well, 
We know that. So what can you explain what a global ambassador is? What is your role, which I can guess what it is, but I want to hear that from you. What does that mean? It just means that uh, I represent the brand, uh, not just in the United States of America, but across the world. And uh, if I need to go to India to uh, make sure that we can feed 5,000 kids, that's that's what we're going to do. If uh, I need to go to Saudi Arabia to build a house with Habitat for Humanity or whoever it may be over there, that's what we'll do. I'll orchestrate that. I'll lead that effort. I'll make sure that our company uh, assets are utilized to the best of, uh, of our abilities to make sure that whatever it is that we can dream and see uh, can come to life uh, and have a long-lasting impact wherever we go. I'm the first person to ever be dubbed as a WWE Global Ambassador, uh, much like I'm the first person to ever be, um, you know, inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame as a Warrior Award recipient uh, that's, on, that's on the active roster. So I can still, you know, kick a little ass on the side and, and uh, <laughs> go out in the world and put, and put smiles on faces at the same token, too. So it's, uh, it's a great position to be in, a very unique position to be in, but uh, it's something that's very fitting for me. I have I have represented, you know, our company and my family and our city uh, everywhere I've gone. I've represented the University of Florida and every and the Florida Shares Boys Ranch and every other aspect that has helped make me become the man that I am today. And being able to utilize the, the relationships uh, to, for the betterment of others, um, is, is a gift and uh and to be able to uh, uh, people know i don't love I, I don't like politics at all so i don't care if you're a democrat or republican all right this is the work that needs to get done let's go do the work and right. that's all i'm concerned with and so right. i think uh vince mcmahon and stephanie mcmahon and triple h and the other higher-ups understand you know where i stand on a lot of positions uh and it and it coincides with what we want to do is and, and represent as a company um, and, uh, I, I was very honored to host WrestleMania, obviously being the first WWE superstar to host in his hometown. Um, but also the level of representation that was on both nights and cards, you know, we had for the first time ever, a black woman that won the, the, the Royal Rumble competing in the main event of WrestleMania against another black woman. First time it's ever been done. We had two African-Americans battling it out in Big E and Apollo Crews for the Intercontinental Championship. We had uh, uh, an Australian woman battling a woman from Japan for the Women's Raw Women's Championship. Um, so when you tell we had Bad Bunny you know, uh, and, and, and bringing the Latino and crowd. And he was, he was nothing short of amazing. The dude is legitimately a WWE superstar now in all of our eyes because most celebrities that come in don't do a, a quarter of, of as good as he did. And he earned it. He worked hard. He cut off his entire tour. He didn't do any show dates. He didn't do anything. He devoted four or five months to making sure that he made this because he's always loved WWE and he wanted to take it full advantage of his opportunity. And, you know, he came and he killed it. And then, you know, he'll go back off into his business in 2022 going on tour, which is already sold out and ticket prices look astronomical. Uh, <laughs> so he's obviously a, a very big draw all over the world. 
And uh, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for every single talent that got a chance to uh, realize that WrestleMania dream because that's like playing in the Super Bowl for us. Not everybody gets an opportunity to be on that stage. And for me to be able to be on that stage, not one night, but both nights, um, and host and have fun and um, and do it with the guy that essentially put WrestleMania on the map and Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Um, it was it was just a great it was a great full circle moment for me being honored in front of my hometown fans, in front of my family, in front of my friends. You know, on night one with the rest of the 2020 Hall of Fame class, and uh, and then night two being able to come out and somewhat represent part of Tampa and dressed up in a pirate costume, uh, representing the Gasparilla. I know the Gasparilla, uh, the Gasparilla folks were pretty excited and jealous at the same token because I had on a pretty dope-ass uh, pirate suit. <laughs> you look good. You know, yeah. it, it was awesome to see for, for so many reasons, but I love the idea of you as a global ambassador because if you can have a fraction of the impact around the world that you've had with the family foundation here in Tampa. That's, there's so many people who are going to be touched by your generosity, by your caring, by the way you, you really have devoted your life to impacting people around you. That's, that's great news for a whole lot of people. And we're just really excited that we get to be a part of it. You know, it's fun to see what's happening here and that you haven't walked away from anything you do locally either no. to be a global ambassador. So I'd love for you to give our listeners a, a quick update on what's going on with the Prosperity Center, because we just graduated our first culinary first. Fourth class out of the Prosperity Center. But I know mm -hmm. you've got a lot of stuff going on on the other side that we're connected to as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're getting ready. We just uh, finalized a deal with Career Source. Um, a, a news article will come out here soon that we're partnering with them. I want to make sure that we can get as many kids off the streets in the summer as possible. So we're gonna have about 1,500 jobs available for these kids to make $12 an hour uh, throughout uh, eight weeks. And then also have a leadership uh, portion of that too. So once they finish that eight weeks, they can go right into a leadership program and continue to get paid. And I think that salary goes up to like $14 an hour. And these are all right. 16, 16 uh, 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 15 to 18 year old kids, high school kids. Um, I always say all the time, you know, for me, obviously I was able to have a ball put in my hand. Some people, you know, you got to put an instrument in their hand. Some people, it might be a paint brush. Some people, you need to really put them in a job because and give them a skill set because they're not going to learn it at home. And they need to learn how at an early age, how to save money, how to, excuse me, how to make money, how to make money work for you, how to save it, uh, and even how to spend it smart, you know, in a, in a wise way. Um, we also will be uh, hosting another technology camp over the summer. Last year, we, we did a camp for a week. Uh, they were four, four pods that kids could choose from. A video game uh, uh, and app development, uh, uh, video drone photography, uh, TV and, and uh, TV and commercial production, which we're partnered with Diamond View uh, on that project as well, and coding, uh, only two, and especially in East Tampa area uh, <clears throat> and globally, 2.2% uh, of minorities are actually involved in coding. 
Um, and it's a field that is continuing to grow. Obviously, technology is the, has been the wave of the future for a long time. And uh, being able to equip these kids to be in that space where they, a lot of them, and I tell people all the time, everybody's not meant to go to college. Uh, but you can get into coding at a very young age and make a very good living for yourself, much like you figure out a trade, uh, whether it be in culinary or plumbing or electric, electrician, um, electrical work or whatever it may be. Those jobs are paying crazy amounts of money, especially here in Florida now and in, in the Tampa Bay area because we're building so much stuff. Um, and and uh, being able to equip these kids and these families with a leg up you know, in the, in, the, in the right way. And then uh, we have a three-year partnership now with, uh, with Suncoast Credit Union. Uh, it's a financial literacy program that will give us the opportunity to help 15 families um, get new cars, hopefully each year. Uh, they will save $1,000 uh, and we will match it with another $2,000. Suncoast will uh, procure the car for them procure the loan for us, secure the loan for them and finance the loan for them at a very low interest rate as long as they continue to stay in good standing with the program. Each person that's in the program gets a financial literacy coach that they will meet with two to three times a month and uh, to help make sure that they're staying on track. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. That's awesome. Wow. It's, there's so many cool things going on over there. Uh, just the impact that your work and our work together is going to have on East Tampa, I don't think we can overstate it. It's, it's going right. to be transformational for the community. Absolutely, and that's, that's what I'm about, is transformational change, not transactional. Anybody can come in and donate a one-time donation and make a one-time donation or come in and work a few hours for one weekend and you know bring their family and be cool, but it's the consistency, and that's what makes uh, things transform is consistent efforts and consistency leads to breakthrough. And that's what we want to have in these, the lives of, of these families that we're touching is to have breakthrough, you know, generational curses broken, um, you know, hope provided. Um, and we do it all with dignity and we do it all with love and we share and show people the right way to love human beings and not the right way to love a black person or a white person or, you know, a Latino person. It's the right way to love another human being. And that's always better to do around the dinner table. And we're equipping people to be able to be sit around a dinner table and, and tackle food insecurity together. Uh, and, and, uh, and I like to eat. So this is the per perfect partnership for me. <laughs> right. so, we all like to eat. We won't even make you ask it. Yes, we will go all over the world with you and help you. <laughs> you know whatever programs you need if you know when you're heading out to south america or australia wherever it is we all got right you. okay now i mean i'm gonna hold you to it yeah we got you i can i can i can uh, i can take care of your hotel but i'm gonna have to have you take care of your airfare <laughs> we can't borrow vince's plane we can yeah we can I'll probably be on there a few times. So if I can squeeze you on there, I will. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, we appreciate yeah. your time. It's really good to talk to you again. Um, I know we'll see you soon over at Sly. And uh, we're just, we're so thankful that you're, you're partnered with us. Yeah, thank you. I'm thankful to be partnered with you guys too. Appreciate you.
You can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Feeding Tampa Bay. Hey.